You're listening to GeekWire from Seattle, Washington, on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and GeekWire.com. It's time to get geared up from GeekWire.com in Seattle. I'm Todd Bishop. And I'm Andrew Edwards. So you ready to talk about the Nintendo Switch today, yes, Andrew? Yeah, the big news. That's the, I mean, if, if this show is about the big news of the week in tech, that was pretty much the big news of the week in tech, the that's, Nintendo Switch. That's right. So this is essentially the period of time after the holidays, after CES, when things mm-hmm. died down a little bit. But right. Nintendo seems to be wanting to capitalize on that. They announced that the Switch is going to be coming out on March 3rd. March 3rd. It's going to Sooner cost- than I thought. Yes, Sooner than I thought. I thought, you know, when whenever companies say March or, you know, Q1 is usually like the last weekend yes. or, the you know, whatever. March 3rd is like, that's early March. That might as well be February 31st. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's that's right. very, that is very soon. That's right. That's a good calendar math there. Yes. I appreciate that. Okay, so let's talk about this. The news this past week was $299 mm-hmm. for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. But for people who don't know what this thing is which I imagine is a pretty small percentage of the people out there. But what is this console and what's its primary appeal? Oh, man. Well, okay. So as you can see here, um, the Nintendo Switch is Nintendo's next major home console. So it's the console that connects to the TV versus, let's just say, a 3DS or something like that, which is their portable console. But it's the same thing. I mean, it's both at the same time, Kind of. Kind of. So the thing is, according to Nintendo, the 3DS lives on. The Switch does not replace both the Wii U and the 3DS. So the 3DS lives on. The Wii U kind of gets sunsetted. In fact, as of the day that they announced the Switch, I think they stopped selling the Wii U. They stopped making it, right? De- they definitely stopped, stopped making, making it, it. But now you can't even go onto the Nintendo website and order one. So okay. they're done. Um, versus the 3DS is going to live on. So, But as you mentioned, it kind of does give you the best of both worlds because... Um, you can't really see it here, but the Switch the Switch is a tablet, so it looks almost like an iPad mini in size. And this here at the bottom, that's a dock, and you slide the Switch into the dock, and then it acts as a home console. But you can just as easily slide it out of the dock. It's a dock and cradle, and it becomes a portable console. In fact, Nintendo says there's three modes, um, which is kind of silly if you ask me. I think there's two modes, but they say there's TV mode, which you dock it, you get 1080p resolution out of the Switch. There is tabletop mode where you take it out and it has a kickstand on the back. So you kickstand, lean it, you know, set it up on a table, and then you have your Switch controllers, Joy-Cons. Joy-Cons, which was a new name to me, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with controllers. I'm familiar with joysticks. What the heck is a Joy-Con? It's a joystick and a controller and a whole lot more. We'll get into that in a little bit because there's a lot of tech inside these Joy-Cons, more than I actually thought there was so these are pretty cool um but so yeah tabletop mode you set the switch up on a table or on a you know you're on a flight or whatever kickstand and you have the joy cons in your hands and then there's portable mode where you have the joy cons connected to the switch tablet and you're holding it physically in your hand so those are the three different modes i guess that nintendo is is touting with the switch that it's uh not only a powerful home console but also the most powerful portable console that's ever been released so it's kind of like the merging of the 3DS, the Wii U, all these mm-hmm. product groups. I imagine they all had a hand in it. Yeah. I heard Mr. Miyamoto himself wasn't particularly involved in this. It was more of the younger people at Nintendo. And I he, think that's the case. And he was more involved in things like Super Mario Run and that right. type of thing. So in, in a lot of ways, this is, this is truly the new generation from yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you, you kind of got that feeling when they announced the Switch teaser trailer. Um, what was that? Back in October, I think it was. 
where, you know, if you watch that trailer, the entire trailer, I think there's maybe one or two children in the whole four minute video. It's it's a lot of millennials, people riding trains, people on airplanes, people traveling, adults. So I think they're really um, trying to cater to number one adults, but number two, the nostalgia factor. And I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard a statistic that it takes like 20 years for you know something that came out that was popular a while ago to come back into like the height of nostalgia. I guess NES which, Classic Edition, right? Exactly, kind of in that realm at least. Right. So it sounds like you know people that were playing the NES and SNES back in the day, it's like now is the time for them to kind of you know relive some of that, which they're also doing here, while also introducing. New features, and I think I mean based on the presentation, which I don't. Did you see the whole presentation? I, I didn't see the whole thing. It was like an hour and it ten was. minutes long. Yes, did you see some of it. <laughs> I saw a lot of it. Yes. Okay. I've been I've been researching. I've been getting ready. Good. For this, good. Good. So, so I'm, I'm prepared. I got lots of questions for you. <laughs> so what? Did, I mean, what was your per, what was your perspective um, as far as their targeting went? At least from what you saw, like because to me it didn't really seem like they were focused on children, which previously. We and Wii U was definitely it felt like it was children and seniors. It seemed to me like it was the classic Nintendo audience. In other words, the people that they've always appealed to. I don't know if that presentation would draw in people from Sony or okay. Xbox. It seemed like, hey, if you enjoyed the Wii U, if you had a DS or a <laughs> right. 3DS over the years, hey, maybe you should check this thing out. I mean, that was kind of the impression I got. W- what did you think? That's, there's not a lot of urgency there. You, you might want to check this out if you liked it. If you liked the Wii U, which most Maybe. people did not, you might want to check this out. Um, I thought it was like there's a very technical aspect to a lot of what they're doing here, which I guess is what um, attracts me to it. The just the ability to you know just take it out and take it with you is cool. The fact that it's USB C powered, so you know when you're on the go, we talked couple weeks ago on our holiday episode or the best tech of 2016 episode there's all these mobile power banks now right um but typically you know if you have a let's just say a 3ds that you can't charge your 3ds from those mobile power banks because they're not ac adapters but if it's USB-C, which it is you just plug into one of these mobile power banks and now all of a sudden that battery life issue which i was concerned about before i learned about this goes away you can just get a mobile power bank and it'll power it for you know hours and hours you know 24 hours if need be so that's cool the joy cons themselves are pretty interesting as it pertains to the tech inside of them right so yeah let's forward because i got lots of questions about this because as i one big thing so these are the joy cons we're looking at a picture of it it's essentially a tablet with on either side a little thing that slides in and out and that's the joy con right two of them come in the package two of them and it's like a mini controller so so i'll actually let's go over what comes in the package for your 299 dollars again march 3rd you get the console itself the switch you get the dock you get the ac adapter which again USB-C. you get the hdmi cable to connect it to your television the Joy-Con straps, which makes it, uh, not only does it keep it in your hand so you don't throw it somewhere, but it also gives you a more firm L and R button. You get the Joy-Con grip, and you get a left and right Joy-Con. The left and right Joy-Cons actually are two separate um, devices that have two separate functions. Right. So I think most people might not know that. And then this grip here, Nintendo sells a Joy-Con grip separately that will charge both. The one in the box does not. Uh, so you would attach these Joy-Cons to the grip, and it gives you the more, 
you know the the controller experience you're used to right so and so, speaking of that specifically so if you want to charge just the standard joy cons that yeah. come with the console you plug you slide them onto the tablet right and that's exactly. how they charge yes you, if you have just the standard ones and the joy con grip normally it won't charge them right if you're just in that yeah but you can buy separate accessory that will allow you to charge it in the that grip. that's correct and that is what 30 bucks 30 bucks for yeah. the charger grip yeah so, so that gets to my first problem with the nintendo switch yeah. let me tell you about this problem. tell me about it so it's 299 300 right. bucks to start with base it comes with no games no games there will be shipping like a new legend of zelda yes. at the same Day time one. but the games are going to cost 60 dollars more Right, which is typical, though. Sure. It's typical of any other console. But so many of these consoles these days come with games bundled in. Well, not at launch. Not at launch. So, okay. like, when the PS4 or the PS4 Pro came out, the Xbox One S came out, they were $299, um, no, no game. And then when they go into the holiday season, they start doing the bundles because it's the holidays and they're trying to compete with each other. Right. So Nintendo is pretty much really following suit with what others have done. Okay. So price wise, you're okay with two ninety nine, no games. The and base, then the base. The problem though becomes the accessories, right? Because the accessories that you see here are, I mean, quite honestly, they're more expensive than any game console accessories I've ever seen. Well, but these are included. These are all included, but let's just say so. These Joy Cons. So you get a left and a right Joy Con, and you can choose between these uh, blue and red ones or just gray. Right. Um, so the first nice thing is that. Here you see she's, is that a she? Whoever. <laughs> Whoever is playing the game here is using both Joy-Cons in the grip. I think those are particularly androgynous right. hands for exactly. a very purposeful reason. <laughs> but you can slide them out of here and hand one to someone else. Right. So you can play two people with what I'm going to call one half of a Joy-Con right. set. And you can which see is it here. here. Right. So you can is, see it here. Yeah. However, that does not look like the most comfortable way to play a game. Yeah, for people who aren't seeing this, it's essentially turned horizontally. A very, It's kind of small it's in very the hands. It's very small. And it turns into a controller, not, yes, a, not a joystick. But a basic one. Yes. You still have the, you have the, I mean, the joystick is right in the center. Where right. That's, that's a weird place. Right. So I'd much rather play the game that way. With the actual with two. base. Yeah, with the base. Two on the side. Exactly. snap in. It's much more, um, you know, it's just more what you're used to. But that said, I mentioned earlier the Joy-Cons are full of technology and the left and right ones are separate from each other. If you want to buy an extra Joy-Con, one piece, they're $50 each. One. So if you just want to buy the left. And if you want to get two together, 80. 80. 80 a so pair. That's where I'm getting at. It feels like they're nickeling and diming. That's crazy. Us. Now, again, these very well may be the most technologically advanced controllers on the market. Okay, so I want to get into that. Let's okay. do that right after the break. All right. You're listening to Geared Up on GeekWire with Andrew Edwards and Todd Bishop. We are talking about the Nintendo Switch, mm -hmm. the new console from the video game giant. We'll be right back after a break. All right, welcome back. It's Geared Up from GeekWire.com in Seattle. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. We are doing a deep dive into the Nintendo Switch, the new console from the iconic video game company. It comes out on March 3rd for $299. Mm -hmm. One of the questions I'm going to ask you, Andrew, is whether you're going to buy one of these things. But before we do that, okay. let's talk about the controllers. Controllers, yes. And the, the detailed technology inside them. We're looking at them right here on All the right. screen for the Facebook Live audience. Describe this for the people on the radio and the podcast. All right. So again, these Joy-Cons, each side is its own thing. And I don't remember which side is which, 
But essentially on the inside, you have one of them packed with technology, NFC sensor for Amiibo, um, HD rumble in both of them, which some people were making fun of that term. Like, what is HD rumble? There's no high definition to this. But it's basically, it can accurately simulate the feeling, uh, for example, when they revealed it. Um, he was holding a Joy-Con in his hand, and he said it simulates the feeling of an ice cube dropping into a glass. <laughs> and you can tell by shaking the Joy-Con how many ice cubes are Whoa. in there. Okay. Um, and there was a mini game on uh, one of the games that's coming out. I think it's 1-2-Switch, I think it's called, where you hold the Joy-Con in your hand, um, and you hold it flat in your hand, and you're tilting it to try to get a sense of how many marbles are inside rolling around. Gotcha. Obviously, there's no marbles rolling around, but that's how accurate the the rumble and haptic technology is inside of there that it can simulate these things and so um no controller you know that i've ever used does that it's basically just it vibrates and that's pretty much it so it's almost like a phone in that way with the sensors inside of it yeah yeah exactly there's a one of them has a sensor on the bottom where it can sense depth and it has a it's a motion sensor and it can you can it can tell if you're doing like rock paper or scissors so you just point it at someone's hand and it knows what position the hand is in. It sounds like like the next gen of the Wii, the original Wiimote, where it's right. the, the device. And are they banking on this to really be the appeal? Like, what is the killer feature of this thing? Is well, it- the killer feature at the end of the day is really that you can take it with you. I think that's, you know, the Joy-Cons are, I think, very feature-packed. And I do think there will be some of those games where they're just... You know, you see something different on a screen, but at the end of the day, all you're doing is like shaking the controller and flicking it. You're like doing right. the same thing right. and all these different like bowling and tennis. It's just the same thing. But the idea is that potentially the new technology in these could unlock some different types of gameplay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So and those were just a couple of examples because it's early. Um, but I think there will be some cool, cool stuff coming out with these Joy-Cons. But again, it's the price, like $80 for a pair. Who I don't know when it's $50 for one or 84 pair, who's going to go out and buy one? Right, but of course, to have, you, you got the basic ones included yes, in, in the console. But, the pair. But one thing they talk about is that you could potentially have eight local area network multiplayer game gamers yes. playing a, in the same game. I'm sure like Mario Kart would be Yeah, a yeah, that would be example. really cool. But at the, also, like, I just don't know. So the people they're targeting, um, I don't know if those people who buy one would also happen to know seven other people right. who have one, who all want to come get together. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I mean, it's a cool functionality. I just don't know how often, as cool as it is, that that would be used. Especially, you know, as an adult, like I have other stuff to do. Like I want to play when I have free time. That might be like 11 p.m. in the evening. I'm not going to call someone up. Hey, let's go meet up and right. bring our switches with us. You know, it's just <laughs> hey, a little odd. people do it with Pokemon cards. People, people That's do it true. with uh, you know. That's true. I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking more physical cards, you know. All yes, stuff. yes. We need a GeekWire game night. We do. After we the, have them. After the Switch comes out, people can bring their Switches. Switch. Yes. <laughs> if it's that popular, we'll do it. There you go. <laughs> so, um, But the other thing with this, obviously, I mentioned you can give one to someone else and you can play. But that's not going to happen with every single game. There's some games where you're going to need to use both for one person. There's just, you know, because that's the functionality of whatever the game is. So you are going to need, I think, if you're more than one person, you may end up needing a couple pairs of these, which is going to be pretty expensive. Right, $80 a piece. $80 a piece. And there's the Pro Controller. Let's pull yep. that one yep. up. So the Pro Controller also has some of those same technologies. It has the HD rumble, so you can do that same ice cube 
marbles, whatever it might be. Yeah, and for people who aren't seeing this, this looks like a classic video game controller. Yeah, this looks very similar to what you get on the Xbox. It kind of looks like uh, Amazon's. Have you ever seen the Fire oh, TV? The yes, Fire TV game horrible. controller. It, it has the same dimensions. Visual look. Yes, yeah, but... it's got a very deep, <laughs> deep face here. <laughs> yes, but hopefully it's just that. Uh, I don't like that one. Anyway. HD Rumble is in there. It has NFC Reader as well for Amiibo. All those Amiibo you've bought in the past, they still work with the Switch going forward. So Amiibo, small plastic figures yes. that you can basically put on there. It recognizes them by wireless technology. Yep. Does it store your game state up into them or store um, things from your game? Sometimes. Yeah. Some of them do. And, and But it also unlocks things in yes, the game for exactly, you. Yes, so. exactly. So that, that's cool that you know all the Amiibo people have been buying will still work with future consoles, which I expected. Um, so, the, but this Pro Controller, again, if you want a more uh, experience, you're more used to with a standard controller like this, that's seventy dollars. Like the Xbox One controller, sixty dollars. Right. So, you know, now you start to see where things are adding up. Okay. And that could be the issue. So, big picture here, what is this going to mean for Nintendo? Is this going to be the next phenomenon? Is it the next Wii or is it the next Wii U? Mm. I think it really depends on the it depends on the games because hmm. at the end of the day, you buy a game console for games. Which, by the way, this now uses something that Nintendo's calling game cards. So the optical media is gone. There's no DVD drive on this. It uses cartridges that look similar to the 3DS cartridges. I think they're a little thinner and a little little longer, but they're you know those tiny. It's like an SD card, tiny. Right. Um, the games need to be good, good enough to attract the non-casual gamer. So what they showed with The Legend of Zelda, for example, looked like something that, if you're a gamer, this is something you'd want to play. Versus the 1-2 Switch game, which looks like, you know, for the Switch, it looks kind of like Wii Sports was. Right. It's, it seems, the 1-2 Switch, from what I've seen, seems like more of a demo. Yeah. Um, which can be cool. Yeah. And But people aren't going to be playing it four years from now, probably, unless they've dusted this unless thing off. Unless it's super fun. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But, um... The, the one saving grace on pricing here, which I, I've seen a lot of complaints about this too, but I actually think this is a positive, is you can buy an additional dock. So you buy the dock, which comes with an HDMI cable and another charging cable, and it's $90. Mm. So people are like, why are you paying $90 for this dock, which doesn't really have any technology in it? It just holds the switch and ex exports the right. signal to the TV. But you have two or three TVs in your house and you want to have an X Xbox experience on all three, you need to buy three Xboxes, right, right. or you need to unplug it and carry it around, like, which you're not oh, going to do. Oh, I see. So here, you, oh, okay. So you could keep going. I get where yeah, you're going. Yeah, so here you take your Switch out of the dock on, in the living room, you bring it up to the bedroom, dock it in the bedroom, and now you have, for all I intents and purposes, it. you have a Switch in your bedroom now, and all your game saves are right there. You don't have a different one. Oh, i got to sync it up. and all, It's just you carry it around. You bring Bring one to your friend. your friend. If you have a friend that you hang out with all the time, they just need to buy a dock, and you just come over with your Switch and gotcha. plug it into your TV. Okay. So that, instead of paying $300, you're paying $90 to have the Switch experience on additional TVs. I, could see, I think okay. that's cool. That makes a lot of sense. And really, no other console could do that. No, not at all. You have yeah. to physically disconnect it from the TV, unplug it from the back, carry it. Um, so again, if you have, you know, you have children, for example, you want to play with the kids in the living room, you dock it there and now they want to bring it up to their bedroom, you dock it up there and it's, okay. it's fine. So I think that's, that's nice. That's not something that we've ever seen before. It's only, it's in that, in that respect, it's only $90 rather than the, 
the outrage. Some people have said, well, $90 for a piece of plastic. What is going right. on? Right. Well, that means you don't have to buy a $300 switch. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, we got to well, talk about the online as well. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. let's do that first. Okay. Because there is an online service that's yes. going to launch with this. Basically. It's launching with it. Um, it launches. So it comes out March 3rd. The online launch is on March 3rd, but it's going to be free until the fall. So for the first six months or so, it's free online. Um, some people have been upset because it's going to be paid. But as soon as I heard it was a paid online service, I was actually happy about that because that means they have to make it good. When you offer something for free and it sucks, it's like, well, it's free. Like, what Stop are you complaining, complaining about? Yeah, it's free. When you're paying, what they haven't announced a price, but let's just assume it's $50 because that's what PlayStation to and Xbox Yeah, Live. exactly. Um, now they have to manage it. They have to put the appropriate amount of servers on there. Um, today, Reggie fils a Nintendo of America president, announced that they are not using friend codes, which was a huge hassle that people complained with, like, any game you got, Nintendo would give you a random, I think, 12-digit number, basically, and that was your gamer tag, but usually just for that game. So if you have another game, you have a different friend code, it was a mess. So now you're probably going to just have a username, hmm. like you do on Xbox Live, and that's how people are going to connect with each other. It also connects to your smartphone. So for parental controls and for, I believe, online chat, hmm. um, I think you're using a smartphone or tablet to manage those things or to chat with people. Wow, if they're making that connection already, wouldn't it be great if you could somehow do Super Mario Run oh. on your phone and then oh. have that have that progress on your game? Yes. Is, is there a version of Super Mario Run that's going to be available for the Switch that they've announced? Not that they've announced, but I mean, it would make as sense. soon as you said that, it makes perfect sense because this is a tablet. I mean, right. why not? Um, by the way, this is a 10-inch capacitive touch, not 10-inch, 6-inch. Yeah, capacitive touch or something like yes, that. Yes, capacitive touch tablet. So it's not the Wii U where you have to like mash on the screen. It's like a smartphone display, tablet display. Mm-hmm. So And it's multi-touch as well, so that's going to be nice. Um, so it's free in March. It goes to the fall, so everybody gets to kind of experience the online component. There's one weird thing. So each month you get a classic Nintendo game you can play. So NES or SNES, classic game you can play for that month. And they've they've updated these games with online multiplayer. But at the end of the month, you lose access to that game unless you buy it, which that's just disappointing. Like if, if you're familiar with PlayStation Now, right. or PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live, you pay for those and they give you free games every month, like yeah. one or two games per month. Xbox One in particular actually gives you... Um, one or two Xbox One games plus a backwards compatible Xbox 360 game every month for the price, and you keep it. So even if you cancel Xbox Live, any games you've got during that time that you were a member belong to you. Nintendo was saying for a month you get to play an old, like, 35-year-old game, and then at the end of the month we take it away and we give you a new one to try out for another Like, that, that's it, kind of, I don't going know. going against the grain there. Right, so, so the question becomes, what is the value of this online service. Right. Because with Xbox Live, even if I never play a multiplayer game, listen, I'm 36 years old. If I go online and play games these days, 12-year-olds are killing me and laughing into my (laughs) headset. And sometimes it's not the best experience, okay? So maybe I don't want to play online. But as an Xbox Live member, I still get those free games. Right. So it's not about being able to to play multiplayer games to me, it's about the whole package. So if Nintendo is taking games away from you each month, right. what becomes the value of this service above and beyond just being able to play against other people? Yeah. 
That is a question they haven't answered. Yeah, it seems like they've got a lot more details to fill in on yeah. the online network side. Does it does it have an actual name at this point? No, not okay. that I've seen. Okay, all right, all right. Let's jump into those Facebook Live questions. Good stuff from everybody here. So. Uh, Let's, let me find an actual question. <laughs> Lots of commentary. Hey, read, the read the commentary. Read the comments Dave too. says Nintendo can't price this thing and its components as though it's an Xbox or a PlayStation. <laughs> it's just not in the same league. Okay, I'm Do curious you, what Dave thinks the price should be because again, I think 2.99 it, to me seems fair because it's something that to me I get to play more than I get to play my Xbox. If I'm going on a flight and I'm traveling, I can still play my Switch, whereas my Xbox stays home. Okay. Got it. Uh, Dave says base unit one hundred eighty dollars. Controllers forty five to fifty. Then Dave would be on board. One hundred and eighty. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a weird. <laughs> what a weird roundabout price. One eighty. Okay. <laughs> I got into a customer service situation with somebody at the Apple store on the phone. And, what situation? Uh, oh, it's, it's a long story. But I eventually I said, "Well, can you give me a better discount because they screwed something up in my order?" And he said, "Well, sir, wouldn't we all like it to be free?" <laughs> and that so was Dave, it. So then I said, okay, I got you. Got me. Give me, give me your damn fifteen percent. Well, <laughs> all right, whatever. Uh, at any rate, Dave, Dave still, Dave's big on the price. He thinks okay. it's too much. Um, how much does the Pro controller and the Joy-Con charging middle grippy piece cost? So the Pro controller is Pro controller seventy dollars. Yep. And the grippy, the charger grip is thirty dollars. So that will allow you to charge the Joy-Cons while using them. Now, it, it for all intents and purposes, aside from charging, though, it's the same as the included grip here. Okay. Um, and the reason I think that Nintendo did include did not include a charger grip in the in the bundle is because you can charge them on the Switch itself. So right. you don't need two ways to charge the same two devices. Gotcha. Um, if you buy another pair or even just another one, then you're going to want something extra. Okay. Brian Westbrook asks, can you play two-player games... Can you play two-player with two pairs and two grips? Yes. Okay. Yes, you can. I believe you can play up to four players Gotcha. Um, with eight eight Joy-Con halves or four Joy-Con pairs with four grips. Okay, good. All right, if anybody else has any other questions, lots of commentary on the price, but <laughs> no other questions. What are, what are some other people saying about the price? Let's see. Anybody uh, agree on the price? Anybody oh, saying the price is good? So Bo, Bo asks, do you think Nintendo will actually release games for this console? I found that for the <laughs> Wii and the Wii U, obviously he's being somewhat sarcastic there, but for the Wii and the Wii U, games were very limited unless you count the eStore. Okay, well. So I can tell you what Reggie has okay. said. What Reggie has said there will be a steady cadence, a mm -hmm. steady drumbeat of games. They're trying to learn la that lesson from the Wii U, right. where it went months without yeah. a, a new flagship game. Right? right, right. So that's what they're saying at least, Bo. Yes, and so on the flip side of that, there's launch, right? Launch, March 3rd. Um, I believe there's only five launch titles. That's right. Which is abysmal. Like, that's horrible. But on, like you said, it seems like you know, launch is going to happen in March, and then starting in the following month, we're going to start to see games just kind of come out that look pretty good. So it's not just going to be crap. Um, and then the other thing is, this was a Nintendo presentation where they had a lot of third parties come out on stage yes. and talk about that they are also developing Bethesda for the first, I don't know, when's the last time Bethesda made a Nintendo game for like Super Nintendo or maybe Nintendo 64? They're making games for the Switch. And so I think Nintendo's going to do, you know, the heavy lifting, obviously, because they know all the technology that's in this better than anybody else. So they need to kind of take advantage of that and show people how it's done. But now they have a lot of third parties on board who are, you know, pledging to release games for this thing also. 
Activision, Bethesda, Electronic Arts, Sega, mm-hmm. Square Enix, Ubisoft. Right. Lots, I mean, that's that's a good. That's kind of a who's who in yeah, a lot of ways yeah. there. And with the Wii U, a lot of those guys dropped off, and they, we're not making games for this thing. Yeah. So, and you know, the Wii U gets a lot of hate, but at the end of the day, quite honestly, if you if you were to buy a Wii U today, yeah. and just say, let me buy some of the best games for this thing, and you picked up like the ten best games that Nintendo released for it, you'd have a good time with that console. Yeah. It's just that. There weren't a lot, you know, of third-party games, so that was that was the weakness there, and I think that was because of the Wii, which allowed a lot of, I don't know what you want to call it, crapware, where it's just like super cheap games that don't really take a lot of skill, just because of the motion controls. So hopefully this time um, we see see something different. I don't know, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild looks incredible to me. Like I'm a, you know. I talked about this. Okay, enough game. time, my favorite yeah. game of all time. But um, it looks very, very good. It's got voice acting now. That's never, never been in a Zelda game before. So, so here's the the ultimate question. Okay, because I think a lot of people out there are in this situation. They have an Xbox One. Yep. Or they have a PlayStation Four. Okay. Maybe they had a Wii Wii back in the day. Right. It's, it's in their closet or it's at the Goodwill now. <laughs> Should they buy the Switch? Should they buy it? Man, well, I mean, again, it comes down to the games. First of all, if you like Nintendo games, if you like The Legend of Zelda, if you like Mario. Did you see Mario Odyssey, by the way? Yeah. Did you see that trailer? Yeah. Yeah. Mario's running around New York City, jumping on cat. And why was he shorter than all the other human beings? Like, that was I thought he was a human. He's like little, okay, whatever. Um, no, I think if you like Nintendo games, number one, it's um, that's a reason to buy right there. If you like Mario Kart, if you like Zelda, Donkey Kong, all those classics, Mario Party, um, this is the place to be. Um, Super Smash Bros, all that. But at the same time, if you're considering buying, like if you're an Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3 user, now your choices are, do I go Xbox One, PS4, right. or Switch? Which I am. I've still got the Xbox 360 at okay. my house. The there you Xbox, go. The, the, the Slim. Okay. The black one. <laughs> so so you're the John Cook of, <laughs> of games. video games. We've got an Xbox <laughs> One here in the office, and I've played a lot of PlayStation okay. 4 too. But in terms of my home use, right. and, and, it, and that comes down to the games too. The reason yeah. is that my daughter loves a particular game on the Xbox 360 okay. that is not available for Kinect on Xbox oh, One. Okay, there you go. Um, if you're a last-gen gamer, all of a sudden – it's very interesting to see when you take out the console exclusives because every console has their own exclusives, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. If you're looking at third-party support and Nintendo's bringing it this time, now it's like, are you into the fact that you can bring your games with you? Yeah. Because to me, you know, let's just say next year, NBA 2K18, one of the titles they announced for the Switch, that's obviously going to be something that comes out for all consoles. If I'm going to buy that one game, I own a PlayStation 4, I own an Xbox One. Do I buy it for the Switch because I know I can play that on the go? Or do I buy it for the Xbox and know, well, I can buy it here and it'll still be 1080p in both places. I won't get my gamer score if I'm doing it on the Switch, but I can take it with me when I'm traveling. Like that, to me, someone like me becomes very compelling. Yeah. So that's where you know the decision comes in like if you if you're a if you're a gamer you're probably going to buy one even if you own something else because that's your culture if you only buy one console um, and you're someone who you know is more price conscious you probably won't buy a second console Um, but i will tell you this if you own a playstation or an xbox 
and you want to buy a second console, your second console is going to be a Switch. You're not going to buy, you know, the PlayStation if you have an Xbox already or vice versa. If you if you don't if you only have one, you're going to get a second one because that's going to be the most different experience that you can get. And if you want to put your money towards something, you want to get, you know, a new experience rather than something very similar. Sounds like the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes. I mean, I think I don't know. I think I did not feel great when I saw the Wii U, even when it was first announced. I didn't feel great about it. I just thought, you know, first of all, I I understood what it was, but half the country thought it was just an add-on peripheral to the Wii. Right. So there's a bad messaging there. But the Switch, the whole way they handled this from the announcement, the video, the advertising around it, um, and then the presentation makes me, I get the feeling that Nintendo knows they have to do something to get back into the game. Like, they recognize it. They're not oblivious to this. Where some companies, you know, when you, when the Wii U came out, you're like, do these people even know what's going on? Like, this is 20, whatever, 2012, what are they doing? I think now they get it. Um, as you mentioned, it was the, the younger Nintendo employees who really worked on this. And it seems Nintendo of America really had a, a good hand in this as well, which is, you know, the Western gaming culture coming in as well. So I think, I'm, I'm very hopeful, but I think they they know that they have to win here. And I think they're gonna they're gonna play to win. Doesn't mean they're gonna win, but I think they're gonna play to win, and that means that if you buy one, they're gonna take care of you. So is this technically a new console generation beyond the PS4 and the Xbox One? No, I think this I think this catches up to that. Gotcha. Um, it's 1080p, so it's not 4K. Gotcha. It's not. Uh, it might be HDR. I'm not sure if they have HDR in this or not, but it's definitely not 4K. So high, it's not high dynamic range. High dynamic range. In yeah. The, so blacker blacks, whiter whites. Yeah, and. And way enhanced color gamut, which um, the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One do have. Yeah. Um, but that's just a software thing. So if they enable that here, they'll be on par. Um, so it won't be quite PS4 Pro because that's a 4K system. Gotcha. And Nintendo's never been about the power, at least not in the the specs, you know, sort of way versus like the Joy. Their, their controllers are going to be more powerful than any the other controller out yeah. there. But as far as the hardware specs getting it out to the display, you're just kind of catching up to the others. And it, it might be a little bit better because I think I saw some games were just like 1080p, 60 frames a second, which even the Xbox One kind of struggles with. So, But I think it just brings it on parity with current generation. Good deal. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Any last thoughts here on the Nintendo Switch? Man. Um, no, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious if people are pre-ordering. Yeah, so you asked me. I pre-ordered. Nintendo is very fickle with media. You never know if you're going to get a review unit or not. And I want to make sure I had one day one. So I definitely, um, I pre-ordered, and then that pre-order got delayed by a week. So I pre-ordered another one <laughs> on a different website. Okay. So Amazon got my pre-order. Walmart got my pre-order. And I think Best Buy, I got, I got three of these things. <laughs> so I want to make sure I get them on day one. But um, yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to get it in my hands and check it out and, and play. What about you? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I th- I think it'll be something we at least want in the office here to, okay. to be able to play as in the, the new office. Games come you're out. not sure about your house. Yeah, that, yeah. you want to keep, keep it in 2012. Ex- I've got in your a house. limited shelf. You know, it's a small <laughs> nook of my house. Okay, I got a 36 inch TV still. Okay. I know. I'm like, yeah, you're. I'm, I'm stuck in uh, 2002. <laughs> I guess. Okay, uh, 2000, maybe 2012. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it at two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good stuff. That is another episode of Geared Up yes. here on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Until next time, I'm Todd. Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. We'll talk to you on GeekWire. You've been listening to GeekWire, an independent national technology news site based in Seattle, Washington. For news, events, podcasts, 
and more, visit us at geekwire.com. <laughs>